Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. Wow, what an exciting day. Just to be alive today. Better than the alternative, right? So, amen. Okay, so let get let us all in on that, whatever that was. Oh, unless we're in heaven with Jesus, I get it. I get that, and we have some uh, people that we know that are right now worshiping with Him. They're having a good time, so that's it's something we're all looking forward to. But we'll, whatever He gives us here on this earth, we make the best of that and take advantage of that opportunity to be with here with everyone else. You're stuck with me for at least today. That's good. I'm starting a new series today, and it's called Pursuit. Pursuit. And uh, it really is about developing our lives as followers of Christ. And there's much more to that, but that, that's kind of in a nutshell. Uh, the first question I have for you today is, who are you following? Who are you following? Because you're following somebody. Are you following Christ? Are you following your boss? Are you following your neighbor? I know when you're driving in your car, you're following somebody in front of you, but that's not what I'm talking about. Who are you following? Who are you patterning your life after? Who are you following? And then another statement I want to say is, you're being followed. You are being followed. You may not know this, but somebody is looking up to you. Somebody's looking at you and taking cues from you and learning from you. So often we make it about ourselves. And we make choices in our life based on what we want for ourselves. We're selfish by nature. We are. The moment we come out of the birth canal, we want. We want. It's all about me. And it kind of stays with us throughout our life. And so that's something we have to constantly be looking at as to how do I get outside of me and see what else is out there and what God has for me the giftings, the callings, but knowing that somebody actually is following you, is watching you, is looking at you. Interesting. I want to put up a picture this morning, and hopefully you like it. This is our new addition. This is George. Welcome, George. My wife named him after her father, who passed away, I think, about 28 years ago. But She said, I want to name him George. And I said, are you sure? She said, yes. Because I love dogs. I loved my dad. I'm sure she loved her dad more than the dog. But this is George. And he looks so innocent. (laughs) He's staring right at you. Did you notice that? He's just looking right at you. He's like, come on. Give me a pet me. Well, he follows us all over the place. Now, he has to because most of the time he's on a leash. He does not get free run of the house. And so whether he's on a leash with us or if he's tied off somewhere, wherever we go, he's wanting to follow that. And he's looking at us for provision, (laughs) for one. And he's he's, he's learned a lot. He's only nine weeks old. And he's learned commands. He's learned, he knows, obviously knows about food and water. That's kind of early on. But he knows kind of where to get sources from, where to get the, the things he's looking for. 
And so, and love obviously is one of the things that dogs give, and they are very loving, and they do not keep track of all of the, our faults, in the sense. They love unconditionally. And so, as people are following us, because people do, they follow us. But understand, they're not following us to try to pick us apart, to find our faults. Because they're finding something that, is, that they see in us that says, I, I want to know more about that, whatever that might be. I, I like what I see in that person. I'm reminded of many, many years ago when our oldest daughter was playing soccer. I think she was probably four or five years old. They start pretty young. And I noticed one thing. Wherever the soccer ball went, all the kids went. And they just followed the ball wherever it was. Even though they had positions, yeah, it was just the herd they would follow. Ball, 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 ball. And then just everybody goes wherever that is, and it just flows around the field. Now when they get older, they learn a little bit more about their position and what they play, their gifts, and where they become better at, and they, they understand that. There's something we all are geared to follow something. Are we following Christ? Are we developing our life as we go as followers of Christ so that we're creating an atmosphere, a place where it's okay if somebody follows us? That's a tough thing because then we begin to think about, oh no, what did Paul say? Follow me as I follow Christ. Paul had a lot of you know, mistakes he, he learned from. But he was, became such a passionate follower of Christ because he knew what he was saved out of and what Christ meant to him, and he was all in. I think for us, as we develop our lives as followers of Christ, we become all in. And we can't help but attract other people to say, I see something in you. What is it? What's different in you? I, I want to know more about that. I'm going to put up the next one. This is about human will. <laughs> human will is so powerful that God honors our free will. It's interesting. <laughs> he doesn't force anything on anyone. Jeff actually kind of talked about this a few minutes ago. He allows us to have a free will, and he does not override or supersede whatever our will is. And whatever you get up to do every day, he's not going to override that. But if we come to him and say, God, I need you, I need your help in the decisions I'm making today, he's certainly right there. And he'll give us cues and tips and stuff, and he does that anyway. But ultimately, we make a decision on what we're going to do, so we have a free will. The gospel is presented, and then everyone must choose. Everyone must choose. So most of us here probably have heard the gospel in some way, shape, or form. Then if today's the first time, then you get an opportunity to hear a little bit. But you choose, you make a choice. Where am I going from here? Who am I gonna follow? Because we're gonna follow somebody. We're gonna follow whether it's somebody with bad influence or somebody with good influence, we're gonna follow somebody. So it's important for us then, we get to this place in our life where we're okay with receiving input into our life. Input comes into us. So I'm gonna, Try to get you guys to throw out some things to me. So I'm going to ask you a question here. What are some of the things that are necessary 
to be a successful Christian. What are some of the key things that you've found in your life that are necessary to be? Yes. Perseverance. Perseverance. Okay. Is that necessary or is that? I don't want to go that deep at this point, but that's good. Love people. Love people. Yes. Humility. Okay, humility. Anybody else? Love God. God. Yes. Faith. So the number one answer is still out there. Repentance. Relationship with the Father. Relationship with the Father. Repentance. You're getting close. It's part of it. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) See, if you don't know what to say, you say Jesus, because that covers everything. (laughs) Ultimately, I mean, if we think about the word you would use for that is the number one thing that's necessary to be a a follower of Christ or a believer or or a Christian is salvation, right? And that comes through Jesus Christ. So all of these things are good. They're important for us to have these things. Um, Anybody else that you do in a given day as a believer that seems to feed you? The The word of God, being in the word of God. Worship, pray. Yeah, these are all important things that are part of our life as Christians. And we, we see the necessity, really, of all of these things to help us as we move forward in our walk with the Lord. The biblical principles that we put in our life every day. It's interesting because I talk to a lot of people, both in the people in the church and people in the community, constantly. And there's always the... The, the things that go on in everybody's life. But what I find a lot is when you get backed up against the wall about in something in your life and you're faced up against a challenge, you have a decision to make. Do you put biblical principles into place or do you fall back to, I think I'm going to handle this one myself? I've done those both sides. I know what works and I know what doesn't work. Biblical principles always work. My principles, not so good. But I see it in lives of others. I'm not the only one. So I feel like, oh, God, I'm not good. I'm not the only one. But I see that. And you can kind of see where people's lives go when they make a decision. Eh, I'm going to do this on my own. And you just kind of watch where they just kind of wander off somewhere. And eventually, you hope that they kind of get back. And so the light goes on. It's like, oh, that's right. I need a, a biblical principle. It's interesting because I was meeting with a friend of mine recently and a great guy, a super guy in everything that he does. And I was talking to him, and I said, you know what? Everything that you do that's making you successful, there's a biblical principle that's attached to that. And so he's acknowledging that, saying, you know what? You're right. And that's true with anybody. When we see success in our life, or whether it's our business or whatever, we see there's a biblical principle attached to that. It's important for us to understand that. Here's another question. Things that you can think of that would enhance your walk with the Lord as a Christian, as a believer. What would enhance it above and beyond maybe some of the things that we talked about? A couple things that, I don't know if you can think about anything that might just take it to the next level. These are things that are in the Bible. In fact, a couple things were talked about already this morning earlier. We've done a couple of these things this morning. Don't worry about anything, pray about everything. That's good. That, we covered that in the, the prayer part. What about 
There's something that happened this morning, I'll just mention really quick, in our pre-service prayer time, uh, several of us meet before the service and we pray. There's something that has to do with the Holy Spirit that is that next level as a believer that's often referred to as baptismal Holy Spirit, or when the Holy Spirit comes and, and gives us that language that we can pray to him, and it's like having a turbocharger on your engine. And, and I will tell you this, this morning when that started happening, it changed everything, the atmosphere, everything, and you could just feel. I don't know how to explain that. I just know the power of the Holy Spirit is strong, and, and it works. And I think about that next level experience as a believer is and pursuing and following God with everything that we have. The ability to pray. The cool thing about this too is when we pray in the spirit, and some of you may hear going, I'm not sure I understand that. That's fine. We'll, we can work that with you, but I'm, I'm just sort of covering stuff. But when we do that, the one great thing that I believe and understand in, in, out of that whole thing is the fact that I've got a one-way connection to God Nobody else understands what I'm praying about. Satan has no clue because when we pray in our known language, the enemy hears that, and he's already trying to devise a plan to sort of take us out. But when we're praying in the Spirit, he has, he's frustrated. He has no idea what's going on, and he's probably kicking at the wall and banging his head on the wall going, oh, man, I just wish I knew what, they're, what he's... And God's up there going, man, I'm receiving this, and I'm pouring this out. All those. So that's something that I believe is, is like an enhancement to our walk with the Lord as believers. I think giving of our resources, whatever that is, resources come in many ways. Time, talents, gifts, money, all of those things. I think that enhances our walk as believers with the Lord. Sharing our faith is another one. It just enhances when we get to talk about an opportunity to talk about what God's done for us. Because a lot of times people say, oh, I don't want anything to do with this God, or I don't believe in God, I don't believe in miracles, I don't believe in these things. And you can just say, well, I understand that you feel that way, but let me tell you my story. And that's what really is the good part, because if you have a story about what God's done for you, it's truth, and it works. And people will begin to listen and go, hmm, that's interesting. I want to read real quick a scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, I'm actually going to go into the message version. I don't do that very often, but I kind of liked how this is worded. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, starting in verse 3, it says this, The world is unprincipled. It's dog-eat-dog dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair, but we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have and never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they're for the demolishing that entire Massively corrupt culture. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. I love that. I mean, we can grab so much out of that. We need to use the tools that God has given us. He's given us tools to fight against anything that opposes the truth of God. And we can do that as believers, as Christians, as warriors. We've been equipped to do that. 
but are we doing that? And that's part of the pursuit. That's part of pursuing everything that God has for us. That's pursuing with everything that we have, and every day we get up, and God, I want to learn more. I want to know more. I want to be equipped with more tools so that I can go against the enemy who is always constantly trying to steal, kill, and destroy because that's his whole game. We have a huge advantage. But the unfortunate thing for a lot of believers, they don't use the tools they've been given by God to go against the enemy. So encourage us, get the tools we need. We need to boast in Christ and who he is and and make Christ the center of our life. We have to make him the center of our life because if he's just off on the side somewhere that when we get in really big trouble, we try to go over and find him, that's not what living a, a Christian life is about. It's about putting him in the center. And we build our life of obedience to him and then we begin to mature. Maturity is a big part of our lives as Christians. I would say this, if we're honest with ourselves, we probably spend a lot of time, or at least some time, comparing ourselves to other people. Have you ever done that? Compared yourself? Like, man, if I could just be with that, how come they have, they're so good at that? I wish, and we kind of find ourselves, whether consciously or subconsciously, we kind of do that when we walk around. Now, I'm not a woman, I, and I don't know this firsthand, but I know that, that women do this, and you can women tell me if I'm wrong. You walk into somewhere where there's other women, and, and you look at the women, and you check their shoes, you check their purse, you check what, and you kind of size them up, Right? It's like, oh, man, they're looking beautiful. I, I sure wish I could do that or whatever. It's kind of that. Is that true, women? I don't know. You're laughing, maybe. Yes. yes, okay, thank you. It's not like it's a negative thing. It's just something you do. It's just like, and they'll compliment each other, but then they're down inside, maybe there's that. I sure wish you would leave <laughs> so I could have the floor. <laughs> no, that's, get past that. But... The reality is, we all want to be accepted. We all want to be appreciated for who we are and for what God, how God has designed and created. So deep down, we desire love, we desire respect, we desire those things in our life, deep down inside. And there's, there's a wounding and, and a longing for something that, that can happen if we allow our, uh, the enemy to get into us and get into our head about comparing and doing all those things. So we have to be careful not to go down that path and that we are encouraging each other and, and supporting, understanding who you are in Christ, who he's made you to be and what gifts and abilities and talents he's put in you. And that's where he wants us to focus. So uh, Jeff alluded to earlier too about, you know, where you work in your business, uh, whatever you're doing, your profession, if you're academic or whatever you are, but if you're pursuing everything that God has for you in that, Go after, you know, the, the talents and gifts that God's give you. You go after those things because those, he's given you those. I know the things that I can't do well, but I am so glad that you guys, some of you do them well. And I appreciate that. And so we all have those different gifts and talents in us so we can appreciate each other for that and know that that's diversity in, in the body of Christ. We're all different parts of the body. And so we grow together. I think one of the most important things I learned in talking with people and studying people is to find out who they are and what makes them who they are, their tendencies, their personality, all those things, and their skill sets and and, uh, leadership skills, all the different things that might be. Find out those things about them 
Because the one thing I've found in leading people is that for whatever reason, if you've got 10 people sitting in a room, you've got more than one opinion. And then so often you're like, well, why doesn't that person get it? This is what I'm feeling, thinking. Instead of that, say, I need to understand why they think that way. I want them to understand why I think this way. And then when you start working together, it, it creates this masterpiece that's so much better than just going with what one person is saying or seeing. It's a great thing that God created us to, to pursue and, and, to, and to move into that direction. The person doing the most with what he's got is truly successful. Now, you're saying, well, pastor, that's not very spiritual. Well, there's practical things, too, about God. There's things, there's, there's gifts and abilities that we've been given. There, the Bible has stories about the talents that are given, those who put them to use and were multiplied, and the, and the one who buried it, and it was taken from him and given to somebody else. So that's real, that's real life for us, and God gives those things. And it's not about the person that becomes the most successful in the sense of being famous or rich. It's not about that for God. It's about what have you done with what I've given you? What have you done with what I've given you? If you've been able to multiply, have you been able to use that? An unsuccessful person, on the other hand, is one who didn't use the talents, didn't take advantage of the chances and the gifts that God's given them, and they just sort of, woe is me, and this is all I got, and so then I'm burying it. I'm not going to. I, I don't know what I have to give, and, the, and it becomes a negative for them. They had the same opportunity to develop into a successful Christian, a successful businessman, a successful husband, wife, parent. We get those tools, but do we choose to use them? Anybody that goes the negative route had the same opportunity to mature in their walk with the Lord. And some people, I've been around for 40 years, and they're in the same place, in the same, going through the same cycle. They're going around the mountain, the same thing, because they haven't allowed themselves to really partake of the principles and the goodness of God that's in his word and applied them. They, I, people read things a lot, and people can even memorize scriptures, and I love that, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you just are memorizing a scripture, but you're not putting it into practice in your life, it's not really being effective for you. We have to take that next step. We're not just hearers of the word, but we're doers of the word, and that's what the Bible says. And so Bible, you know, the Bible says that God, he gives abilities, he gives opportunities for all, and he gives us, he's faithful to do all of those things. But one thing he doesn't do is he doesn't work these secret formulas in favor for certain people and not for others. He's not about that. He's a sovereign God, he's fair with everybody. It rains on the just and the unjust in that personal success is possible for everybody, but it's not divinely guaranteed. There's no guarantees in that, but it's possible. But we have to put in the work on our end as well. We can't just say, God, uh, what was the message? I heard um, T.D. Jakes said something in an interview. Somebody was praying, God, I need a table. I, I might have this story wrong, but I want this table. God, would you provide me this table? Provide this table for me. God, you just need to provide this table. And ultimately, the word came from God as, well, I have provided it. It's in a tree, and you need to go make that table. So he, he provides, but he does, we, he, he's not just our person walking around like, oh, here, what, what? Oh, oh, you want that? You want that? You want that? 
sugar daddy. No. There's things, there's principles that come into play. So we need to put those into, into practice. There's a the key difference in the definition of prosper, because that's another word that some Christians are like, oh, I don't want to hear that word prosper. We're supposed to be poor and all that. I don't see that in the word, but we have to be careful in the sense of talking about prosperity. Prospering doesn't mean that you'll be richer than somebody or better known than somebody else. It's really the biblical definition is basically you will mature as a Christian and grow in the gifts and callings and you are the one using a greater portion of the talents that God's given you. That's, in a sense, how you prosper. And then he, he takes care of all the other things. I want to do something this morning, and I want to do this. Uh, oh, I don't even have my time thing up there today. That means I get all the time in the world. No, I'm not. We're, we're just about done. But I, I want to do something this morning. Each week during this series on pursuit, I want to talk to somebody. So this morning, I'm, talk, I'm going to talk to somebody, and I'm going to ask them to come up. We're, I think we'll just sit on these chairs. So I'm going to move a couple things. So Ashley, I know this is a t- we're going to come and we're going to just have a little chat together. You want to give Ashley that microphone? Thank you for doing this. I know this is not easy because when I ask people, I go, hey, would you be willing to have a conversation with me? It gets nervous time, doesn't it? My watch keeps telling me my heart rate keeps jumping. Is your heart rate going up? <laughs> oh, well, now what you could have done is run around the building a few times and then it would be way up there. Nobody would even know that you're nervous. They'd think you're tired. But. Ashley, this is cool, and you'll have to, I I think I know that you will get something out of this, because when we're pursuing God individually, we have a story, I referred to, and I've watched Ashley over the years, uh, known her for many years, and she has a story. You know, like many people, we kind of have to find our way in life and find our way with God, and where's that personal relationship, and when does it happen for real, because I know Ashley's one who pretty much grew up in the church and had a lot of positive influence in her life, but then there's all the other things in life. And so, Ashley, you, you really, in recent times, have had a pursuit of God because he's come to you kind of in a, in a unique way. So I want you to tell a little bit the story of kind of your recent pursuit of God and why you are here today. Okay, so um, like you said, I've grown up in church and I, because of myself or things, I left and was gone for many years. And recently I got a job at the state and after being in daycare for 11 years, it was amazing. So it was a non-permanent position and... Kids are great though. Yeah, I love kids, I have two, but... Other people's kids sometimes. <laughs> when you're working with them every day, all day long, and there's nothing you can do to like, hey, listen. So anyways, back to where we're going. Um, I, a permanent position came up. There were only two positions, five of us in a non-permanent position, and then like they had one of the best like hiring pools that they had had, so there was like 30 people up for two positions. And I was like, okay. So I basically made a deal with God. I said, if I get this permanent position, I will go back to church here. Because I had tried many different churches over the years and nothing stuck. But I didn't want to come back here. I mean, 
In my heart, I did, but I was holding on to some hurts and anger. And then I even wrote it down. And then after I wrote it down, I even wrote, and I'll talk to Steve and Jane, because <laughs> that was part of my thing. So I wrote it down, I put it in my purse, and it's actually still in my purse. And two days later, my boss came up to me and said, I would like to offer you the permanent position. And my first oh. thought wasn't, yes, I got the job. It was, oh my gosh, I have to go back to church. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It was scary, <laughs> and I think I called Crystal crying, <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. I'm like this, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you have to come with me because I can't go back. My first day back, I sat in my car for a good 20 minutes, and I was like, I, I don't know if I can do this. I was terrified, but I did it, and it was great. So. I mean, that, it's, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, you can clap. <clears throat> I, I just think... What an incredible, I mean, just in the nutshell of what you just said, of understanding, because in our own flesh, you obviously had a struggle with that, and I get it, because we've all had those points of struggles, and, and I think a big thing is like, I'm going to be judged, or what are people going to say, right. and there's fairness in that question, because it truly does happen, unfortunately, a lot. People are judged yeah. by other people who, by the grace of God would be in the same and so we've all and so the fact that you allowed God's grace to supersede whatever thoughts or whatever those things were and when you walked in here did somebody tell you hey we don't want you here no the biggest judgment was coming from myself and I didn't even realize it wow I was judging myself for years and thinking that everyone thought these things about me but really they were what I was thinking of myself and nobody else even had those thoughts so when I came back, God really worked in me and made me realize that my anger wasn't towards anyone else. It was literally towards myself. And I was angry, and I was hurt, and I was shameful. So I spent eight years in shame hmm. and not even realizing it. So that's a good, that's for somebody here, because what she's just saying is real. But if you're here today and you're dealing with that, you're feeling shame or you feel guilt or whatever it is, that's something that you can be freed of like that. Yes. Simply coming to Jesus and saying, God, I, I obviously can't do this. Take my shame, take all that. And because obviously you continue to have to be challenged in things in life, but the reality is he's right there with you the whole time. So now what ended up happening again, because you were telling me recently there was another job that, possibility. So, And I got that too. I prayed about it. <laughs> I prayed a lot about it and... I applied for it, and I got it, and I was really excited, and I really felt like that was a God thing, like moving me within, within my job. And, and, yeah. and, and it's interesting because you didn't have to promise him that you'd go back to church because you're already there. <laughs> he did that because he wanted to reward you for your faithfulness yeah. in that, and, and I think that's just the God we serve. He loves us. Yes. He wants to bless us. He wants yes. us to go to the next level, yeah. and, and now there's things that you know, you know God's given you gifts and talents, and you're still figuring life out, and you're, you're trying to navigate on all this, and you've got people around you that are being, you're following Christ, but you're also looking at other people, but understand that people are following you now. Now, that puts a little pressure on. That's a little scary. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you the truth. Yeah. So when you make decisions moving forward in life, you go, okay, somebody's following me especially a couple of kids. Because that's, right. that, that's the thing, I think, for a lot of us. We, we pursue life for ourselves, not realizing that we've got people watching us. And guess what happens down the road 
it kind of comes back on us like, well, you didn't do that, Mom. You didn't do that, Dad. Or you did that, and you did that. It's this funny story. I'll t- tell us really quick while you're, you're here, and I appreciate you coming up. But it was about the guy who, uh, the kid who got really bad report cards at, from school, and he had Fs on all of his, all of his cl- subjects. And he was coming home from school, and he's like, how am I going to tell Dad and Mom about this? I've got these Fs. What do I do? What do I do? Ingenious kid. Now, we, this is not something that you encourage to say, but this was what worked for him, and it got him off the hook. So he comes home, and, well, he crawled up in the attic, comes back down. Hey, Dad, here's my report card. And, oh, by the way, here's one of yours. I, I actually still have report cards from there, so, and I'm thankful my kids didn't find them. <laughs> I didn't do too bad, but anyway. So you've destroyed all yours? <laughs> so name somebody who was very influential in regards to your schooling. Is there anybody that you can think of? Barb. Oh, Barb. <laughs> what is Only region I graduated. Really? It's an amazing woman. Say more. She pushed me when I wouldn't push myself. When I gave up, she wouldn't let me give up. She basically had the faith for both of us. Yeah, that's awesome. And look at you today. What a trophy of grace. And makes Barb happy. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So this is where we're at. I'm going to bring this to a, conclose, a conclusion. I'm going to ask the worship team if you would come up at this time. And uh, I love people's stories. Because they're so impacting and so meaningful. So if you're here today and maybe you needed to hear that. And, and as tough as it is maybe for somebody to come up here and share their story, there's a benefit because somebody else will take that and use it as a positive in their life. So thank you, Ashley, for that. Lord, I just pray right now as we conclude this morning and as we are beginning to go down this journey of pursuit and pursuing you and following you and God and just we want we want to do your will we really do we really want to do that but God you're going to help us through that you're going to give us tools you're going to give us principles and things that will help us in those times that we wake up and we're just not feeling it that day but God you're going to remind us of something you're going to drop a word you're going to you're going to give us hope your grace is always there for us we need to make sure that we we receive that and we take that So we thank you, God, for who you are, the fact that you love us so much. You love us so much. And you have a plan for every life. I pray as we pursue whatever that is individually, that it would come together corporately and we can see the body of Christ functioning as it's designed. We thank you for us in Jesus' name. Everybody stand with me. We're going to sing a song as we conclude this morning I just I would just encourage you to encourage somebody else this morning before you leave let them know how much they mean to you let them know that you're following them <laughs> I'm following you I'm, I'm looking out what you do so that, you know get that raise that level up just a little bit that's right in a good way thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast 